This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the give. And through the hole comes. Oh, look out. J.K. Dobbins is on his way. He's at the 25-20. Still on his feet at the 15-10. And knocked out of bounds by Minka. Short of the goal line. And again, that's... Part and parcel, one of the reasons why the Dirty Birds came away with a victory at Acrisure. So going back down to Baltimore, Max, I would expect this is this is what I'm thinking. Like it, even even with three interceptions, red zone interceptions that Mitch Trubisky threw, even with the fact that the the uh, Dirty Birds rushed for 215 yards, um, the Steelers were only a blocked field goal away from beating these guys, and I think. You take care of the basics, and the rest will take care of itself. No, you're absolutely right, Wolf. I, I think you just got you, you just got to go and be a little bit better than you were last time. Not to say that 200, 215 plus passing uh, rushing yards was was the answer, <laughs> but I think I think this becomes a different affair. I think you know with Kenny Pickett at the helm, this is what you can expect. The, you can expect a different result. Because he just he gives you a different element in the game, and for him to get knocked out so early in the game really kind of caught us off guard, and we were kind of you know kind of a little bit dazed and right. fell back into the corner, and then the and then the Ravens just, just closed closed the distance on us and just started body blowing us in the corners, and we just couldn't react, we couldn't get off the ropes. Well, I I agree with you exactly. So, but you know the thing I just realized I meant to ask you before that, how is this? Yeah. Uh, this this um what you're on a real journey man <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got like four or five games in a row i before i even started off anything yeah. i should have said max how are you handling this yeah <laughs> so explain to us where you are what's going on well i i'm in miami florida right now um oh I you have, poor I have, soul i know i know it's so bad i i actually see the ocean right now from my room <laughs> uh and palm trees swaying i mean it, it is you know what it, you know I'm sacrificing to make sure that everybody can have entertainment value. They can enjoy listening to these games if they can't watch them live. I'm here to be your yeoman. You know what I'm saying, Wolf? That, that's this what is I'm why doing. I love you. You are such yeah. a self-sacrificing dude, man. You know, it, it, you know, humility, humility. Humility. I just try and stay humble. I just try and stay humble as I stare out – into the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and it's it's going to be eighty degrees here. Oh you know, I, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to make sure that I help everyone else out. <laughs> oh, but, that's awesome! Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, but yeah, so I have the orange I have the Orange Bowl tonight, um, which is Tennessee Clemson, and then I will fly back first thing in the morning in Phoenix, and I will cover the Fiesta Bowl. Um, for serious exit, then I will catch a red eye to DC and then drive to Baltimore from from DC to then get ready for our Sunday night matchup, which I will then get up first thing in the morning right after that late game since we got flexed. Oh. And I will fly to Orlando and I will be calling the uh the Citrus Bowl with uh, LSU and Purdue and then I will get home on Tuesday. Oh, I don't know how Quincy and Waverly are going to handle this one. Come on. Yeah, no, no. Well, well, technically right now they are they are on a mountain. 
oh. uh, skiing right now. Oh, so okay. I see. I see. I, I, had to, I had to put the family in a good position so that I could <laughs> continue with my craziness. Um, so they, so they, they're enjoying skiing right now. Um, and Beautiful. then I will see them on Tuesday. They, they Actually, they start school on Monday, so I'll miss their first day of the second semester. But I told them I FaceTime. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. All right, so you got all this going. How are you holding up? Are you uh, getting enough sleep and everything, staying healthy? Yeah, I. Funny enough, right there, ju- just to, just took a super C uh, vitamin C blast. There you go. Uh, yep. Had some emergency on the plane yesterday, just to make sure the immune system is good and functioning, because it is a lot of travel, a lot of different weather. Yep. Uh, changes so you know i have that I'll, I'll have my i'll have my tea in the booth tonight i'll be sipping on some tea to keep the uh the vocal cords in check because that will be a lot of talking over the next four days so uh yeah trying to do the best i mean you know the leg is going good so far i i um you know i, I just have to do what i have to do right wolf there we're, you we're go just, brother we're, we're gamers that's all we do that's we, it. We, just, we step up for the game we don't we don't ask who we're playing. We just ask what time to show up. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Then you throw the switch. Absolutely. It's a tough life, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> as, yes. Yes. This is we sit and listen to Max in Miami, in his hotel room, <laughs> looking at the Atlantic Ocean, knowing that he's going to need sunscreen today as he sits by the pool prepping for tonight's <laughs> ball game. <laughs> oh. I mean, hey, guys. I mean, hey, l- l- listen. I can sit outside on the balcony if you guys want to hear the ocean crash, you know? <laughs> I could have done that. That would be torture. That would be torture, yeah. actually. All right, oh, I'll, stay, I'll, stay, I'll stay indoors. I'll stay All indoors. right. Well, <laughs> getting back to this game, Max, Baltimore throws the ball about as often as I miss dinner, all right? Now, which yeah. is Okay, so they, they're, they're, this is one of the things, a stat that blew me away. They are one of the three low, lowest throwingest teams in the NFL. I mean, they they just yeah. they just got that heavy offensive line with uh, Patrick Ricard and so forth, and they're they're going to come at you in that pin and pull. I'm watching it. You got Tyler Linderbaum shoulder to shoulder with Patrick Ricard with Morgan Moses, all 320 pounds as the trail, and it's like um it's like a triaxle dump truck coming at you if you're the end man on the line. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, that, that's what you have to worry about, right? It's it's those pin and pulls, it's the lead style plays where you're, you're getting one to two big bodies coming through and leading the way before you even get to, you know, the actual running back who's running the football. And that's where the challenge is going to be for the Steelers is how do you stop that? How do you affect them? and turn them away in those situations because that's what they want to do. There's no secret to it. There's no special sauce, right, right Wolf? Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just you ap- you apply to nail, and who is going to be the hammer and who is going to be the nail in this situation. The good thing is the Steelers have seen this. They've gone against it, and it's always tougher to play a team a second time around. So since you know who they are, now it's time to devise a plan and just go and attack what they want to make as a strength. There's no question. You know, and I look at this, I mean, think about it. The, the, 
the, the right now the Ravens are averaging in the absence of Lamar Jackson, and of course you gotta you gotta take that into account because Tyler uh, Lamar Jackson is so big, and uh, Tyler Huntley is a guy he's two and one starting in the place of Lamar Jackson, but it certainly, um, you know he's capable of running the offense. He just doesn't he, he he throws the ball laterally. He he's a perimeter guy, short pass. They're only averaging four point seven yards per pass in the NFL. That's thirtieth out of thirty two teams. You know, I mean the 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 the, the thing is gonna be, have to be you gotta you gotta take care of this run game and try to make Tyler win the game with his arm, which I don't think can happen. And, well, I know they they and, and here's the thing. You have to just get up on them early. Yeah. Because they cannot play from behind. Look at what happened in Cleveland. Yes. Right? <laughs> I mean, and 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 Deshaun Watson, you know, is looking rusty and not good at all. So, you know, I, if we continue with a good trend, even though we, we, we did not do it, we actually broke a trend last week against the Raiders <laughs> where, you know, you score first, you win the game. Right. If they score first, I mean, it, it's tough for the Ravens to 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 try and mount an assault back because they're such a run dependent team, and run dependent teams have trouble when they don't play ahead. And the good thing that I I like about this time around and this matchup, Wolf, is we've we've gone and played a team who's run heavy, right after yep. getting it hand to, uh, handed to us by the Ravens. We went down to to the Panthers and absolutely dictated the game to them. Yep. We told them what the terms of engagement were, and they had to play by our rules, and we dominated that game. Now we could go into the Ravens and say, listen, check the resume. We've, we, we've done this. So guess what? You're not going to big brother us. You're not going to bully us. You're not going to tell us, here's what we're going to do to you in your stadium. And if they come with that mentality – and they've starting to just surge again because second time around on a two-game win streak, I feel like this one hits just a little bit differently, and they won't be intimidated by the big bad wolf that's Baltimore. Absolutely. Look, you went into, just like you said, uh, you know, you go down there and you, you whap uh, the Panthers and their rushing game, which they dropped 300 the next weekend. It's not that they can't. You know, the Carolina Panthers were a good rushing team. Uh, the Steelers shut them down. Absolutely shut them down. Then they go and they go to the got the Raiders and Josh Jacobs, who's tearing the league apart, right? And they shut them down. Yeah. You've done it two times in a row. So you've built up some pretty good, I don't know, some street cred coming into this game. You know, amongst all the guys, you're starting to go, okay, we're getting a feel for this defense in the sense of we're starting to take care of business in our own gaps that we got to fit. All right, you got to stop with the cowboy stuff. You can't be the hero. You got to make sure that you stay in your gap, move your gap accordingly as you move along, square shoulders, you know, uh, making sure to set the edge, squeeze from the backs, all that good stuff, right? Hold the point. And then you just do it over and over again. And that's one of the things that, that, that has been missing with the Steelers is the ability to consistently do that. But they've found a groove since basically the bye week. I mean, they've they've not given up over 17 points since the bye week. It's this defense has been playing pretty dead gum good, except for here and there some some splatter stuff. Like the last time they played the 
the Ravens. But again, I go back to the fact, even with 215 yards rushing, even with three interceptions, which if you have one or two, you should be running away with a game. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the Steelers, again, were only a block kick away. And Calais Campbell might not even be playing this game. Yeah, and and that would be something that would be a huge move because he's such a long, stretchy body. Wow. Yeah, if he's not in there, that, that, that creates actually more run lanes. Yes. Um, and so you can make the run game actually go a little bit more efficiently. But here's a, here's the thing, Wolf. I mean, look at this. Two and six right before the bye. Mm-hmm. Five and two cents. Yep. Uh, potentially to actually do a complete polar flip uh, with this game on Sunday if you get the victory – you then go from two and six to six and two. I mean, that's what's on the precipice for the Steelers. And just imagine, you know, the possibilities. Now, I know there is news with the way this game got flexed. It kind of changes the dynamic a little bit, right? You know, right. whether we can be mathematically eliminated and everything else. But the pride in which guys are playing, because there's something bigger than just the playoffs, it's keeping a record intact, right? It's playing for a coach that has believed in them this entire way. Right. And I think that is what has to continually be at the front of their mind. We can't worry about playoff numbers and blah, 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 blah. We have to actually worry about, hey, can you win the next game? Can you handle the opponent in front of you? Can you handle the nameless gray face? Can you act as business as usual um, when, when the carrot at the end of the road is not necessarily dangling in front of you? Can you have the mental carrot in front of you and keep and keep running on the treadmill? That's that's going to be the biggest um, challenge for this team come Sunday, you know, at eight o'clock in the evening in M&T Bank Stadium. And there's there's so much to play for. I mean, if if it would go the way you know, as as we talked about, the the game it may be decided the playoffs before the kickoff, but you still there's so much to play for. And number one is the culture in that locker room, the culture of what it means to be a Steeler, the culture of what it means to be part of that black and gold. And it's just always, always been about the win. I mean, it's just that's the way it is. And whether you are, you know, it's a 5-11 and 11 season, such as, uh, you know, back in my day when we suffered through that, or, you know, you, you have one of, the, one of the Super Bowl years, it's always about winning, no matter how far ahead you are, no matter how far behind you are. It's always about getting the W. And I think that sort of mantra, that sort of thing that uh, constantly is pounding in your head, that's what it's all about. And whether you, to me, it's always just about that next game. No, that's all it's ever been. I, when people ask me back in the day as a player, I couldn't even tell you who, who, who we were going to play two weeks out. You know, I mean, because you're so focused in on what is going to happen within, you know, your your little world in the next game only. That's all you needed to worry about because you could never tell what's going to happen. You know, you might not come out of that the next game being able to suit up for the next one. I mean, because it, it just, you know, that's the nature of football. So, you know, some you're a sometimer. Sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out, you know. Yeah, well, and, and it's it's the athlete mantra, right? Right. The warrior ethos, right? Where is the next battle? Did we win said battle? Did we win the game? Like, that. that's all you play for. You play for the next matchup. You play for the next opportunity to enforce your will or inflict your 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 own thought process on, on somebody else. 
And I think that's just how that that's what the natural driving force should be. And that's what I think this team has really shown us is that, hey, you know, we dug our own bed, you know, early in this season. But here's what we we aspire to be. And this is what we look like now. This is what a full strength Steelers squad looks like under Mike Tomlin. You know, we are a team that's tough. That's not going to be out of it. And you see that turn since the bye week. And it's been remarkable to watch a team grow in front of your eyes. And and you see the maturation. You see guys gelling. You see things clicking over in their head on both sides of the ball. Um, and, and, and it's a tremendous thing to watch. And, and it's pretty cool to see this transitional phase for the Steelers as you essentially – to hand over the torch, right? Ben Roethlisberger right. to Kenny Pickett and to watch a new era of team kind of come together in front of you, a very young offense start to age in front of your eyes. And that's exactly what hopefully everybody grows up together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the next phase. Like you said, the some timiness of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> that's that's so, what it's some about. Some will be. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from season to season, right? Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. There you go. <laughs> we're quoting all the all the great ones now. All uh, the great philosophers today. All right. Well, we're going to step aside and we're going to philosophize during this break. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we're going philosophizing. to philosophizing. <laughs> I, I, we need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do. We do. Um, but when we come back, we'll continue to break down this Ravens-Steelers matchup here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just good to be in significant games. Uh, when I got the call the other night um, that the game was flexed, man, I didn't hate that. I love that. Um, if your games are not getting flexed this time of year, you're not, you're not doing it right. Um, you're not in significant ones. And so we don't run from that. We run to that, although we do respect their environment and the hostility of that environment on Sunday night football. We're not going to hate the fact that we're there. We're going to embrace that. You know, Max, who doesn't love to play on the big stage if you're a true pro? I mean, you want to be on the biggest of the biggest stage, which you have been. And I, I first of all, i got to ask yourself, what was it like to play in the Super Bowl? I mean, you know, to actually be a part of that. I broadcast three of them but never played in one. Uh, <laughs> What's that like, man? Wolf, it is. Uh, it, it's so tough to quantify because mm -hmm. it's one of those things, right? You know, think about being a kid, and I often talk about this. I remember where I was at Super Bowl 30 when the Steelers played the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And I often talk about I was at my boy William Whitehead's house playing basketball. In his, in his front driveway. We go in, we watch the game, and I just remember saying, you know what? I want to I do that one day. I want to be in the game. I want to be in that biggest moment. And then 
it happens, right? It, a yeah. fantasy, a dream, a wish that really comes true. Um, and getting to do it, you know, more than once, um, yeah. it's truly unbelievable. It, 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 it's, it's humbling, overwhelming. Um, that first time you run out in the stadium when we ran out and forward killed in Detroit, um, you know, I mean, I was, I was, I was shocked. It, I think was a, it was shocking. And then that first kickoff, you know, that memorable moment when the ball gets kicked off, start the game, and you see all these lights in the stadium. Everybody's yes. taking pictures yes. of this moment, right? It's iconic. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the game. Hold up. Let, let me snap out of this, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I got I to gotta go play. <laughs> um it's just it, it it's, it's it's remarkable, man. It, it is it is something as special. I will hold dear with me for the rest of my days. Um, you know, at that point, it was the biggest moment in my life. Mm. Um, and obviously, I had a lot of other milestones that happened. Obviously, the marriage to my wife, right. birth of my children. Right. We got. Hey, but that, that's that, the official. That's, right behind that's your official yeah. tagline. Got to say that. You better say yes, that. Yes, gotta say yes, yes. But right behind that is definitely Super Bowl forty and forty three, and forty three, uh, you know, was just as significant for me because for me, I was the cloak that played home. I'm from Orlando, Florida, right? And we don't have our own team in Orlando, <laughs> so right. Tampa Bay is the closest place to up uh, um, geographically. So being able to come home and win a Super Bowl was pretty was pretty special and significant to me as well. As well as Detroit. Detroit was awesome because there was some personal things as well, right? My father, Ross Browner, yep. played in his only Super Bowl there in Detroit. So the only two times Super Bowls played in Detroit. My family's been a part of it. But also my mom is born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. So that was one for her. You know, so, so there's significant symbolisms to both those Super Bowl victories. But for me personally, it's like 43 that was homecoming for me, you know. That that was one like, hey everybody, wondering where I'm, here's where I'm at, uh, and I'm glad to see you all. <laughs> you know, I, I I remember Super Bowl forty. I'm on the sidelines, and I I I, I remembered the words of uh, uh, one of the quarterbacks who was uh, Troy Aikman from the Cowboys when he said they they asked him what was what was it like, you know, the your first Super Bowl. And I remember him saying, I was standing in the in the tunnel waiting to be introduced, and my only fear was that my knees would buckle as I ran out on the field because of the pressure, the enormous pressure. And I remember, and I'm sitting there going, I'm standing on the sidelines. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not responsible for a thing other than my own personal safety, making sure I don't get run over on the sidelines. You know, all I'm doing is staying out of everybody's way and just talking about the game. And I feel this enormous pressure, like my legs could buckle, you know, just from watching you guys standing around you guys. And all I could feel like was, she's Louise. This is a lot of pressure down here. No, you you feel it. And, and listen, Wolf, I mean, being a fellow now non-sideline combatant, yes. um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, you feel the emotion of the team. Yeah. I mean, it's palpable, 
and it transfers into you. Like that's the that that's the one beautiful thing about energy, right? Yeah. You can feel it. There's a physical manifestation of that energy. And so, you know, I feel like I'm in the game, you know, and, and sometimes I think Missy looks at me like I'm crazy because we'll be standing next to each other. <laughs> and, and I'll jump up in frustration or or out of out of, out of happiness and relief. You know, she kind of flinched. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, sorry, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the moment. I'm feeling the moment. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's just, that's a natural thing. Well, I, yeah, and I can't even imagine, you know, if I have the, if I have, if I'm graced with the opportunity to recall a Super Bowl like you did, right? Um, I, I feel like I'd be in that same mode. I would, I would, I would be on edge. I would be, I'd be worried. And like you said, the knee bone type of weight and pressure, like, oh man, I, I don't want to mess this up. You know, I know I'm not playing. I have nothing to physically <laughs> do to affect this game. Like, nothing I do is physical like the outcome, but emotionally, like, my presence, my energy, I feel like, because like I said, it's one of those things you feel, I've got to race to their level. Mm-hmm. I've got to be equal but they're giving off, make sure that there's disruption in that energy flow. And that's what that, 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 and that's just what it means also be a fan, to be passionate about something. And, you know, we're both blessed that we have something that we're doing that we truly love and we feel it. And that's, that's just a testimony, you know, to us. And it, it, it's real. Oh, it's real. It's real, all right. You know, I I can remember when you know just standing along you guys as you guys were you know I and I would I would it was so funny because you guys you know you rally around but when you, the, the kickoff is coming you guys hang out in what I called the hog pen it's around the thirty five mm-hmm. yard line there you know and I just naturally kind of cruise over by you guys <laughs> and I'm like I'm like the little kid standing along with all you guys there and it was just like feeling this energy. And it was, oh, it was just tremendous. I mean, that's the one thing I, I really miss about the sidelines is you're there amongst the testosterone, the blood, and the actual DNA, you know, uh, 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 you know those big hits that just ring down to your DNA, man. I mean, it's just like, wow. And that's that's something you can't get in the, in the cocoon of the booth, you know, but that's it's one of the yeah. privileges of working the sidelines, man. Well, and, and, and for you, well, you've ascended. You've had an ascension by being up there in the booth. You know, I mean, you, you have you have done the yeoman's work. You know, for over two decades. So, I mean, you know, you you deserve to have the cushy confines. Um, you've earned them because, like you said, you've been in the weather. I'm sure you would. You did not envy my position on Saturday night. No. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, yep, and that's where that's where tenure comes in, young fella. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say this: it may be God's way of telling me I'm getting too slow to get out of harm's way on the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But listen, Wolf. Listen, Wolf. I also saw when the prime rib came out. I I saw a little hitch in your giddy up. You know, I saw. I saw there 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 was still one one more pin and pull left in you. so, yeah. so I mean, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that you were getting too slow for that. Maybe, maybe, maybe the turnover or blindside block might be you, but going and attacking the enemy in the play call, I think you're still good. 
Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You know what? I think we need to take a break because we're losing some uh, – some. Uh, is, there's a little too much popping going along with your sound, I think, here. So what we're going to try to oh, do – Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to – well, let's go to break. Why don't we – and uh, we'll come back and try to, like, uh, realign you. Get uh, Wes working here. Okay. All right. Ninja's pitch to Johnny. Here in yeah. the locker room. That's right. We're going to pitch it to Johnny during the break. All right. You're in the locker room. Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they've got a lot of great players, but those three pass rushers, you know, they've got the two edge players and they've got, you know, the, the defensive end, okay? Everybody knows who I'm talking about here, you know? So those three guys are just just uh, elite players in the National Football League. And I think for, for Highsmith to put himself in the category with, with a T.J. Watt and with a, with a Hayward, Cam Hayward, that's, that's high praise, and he has done that. And, of course, that's uh, John Harbaugh, head coach of the uh, Baltimore Dirty Birds, talking about uh, some of the defenders for the Steelers, of course, talking about T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Cam Hayward. And I got to tell you something, uh, you know, Max, I think Cam, Cam just, um, he really – really came to play last Saturday night. Uh, I know that, to, you know, with the emotion of, of Franco and everything else um, and the fact that Joe Green was in the house, those sorts of things are, you know, they're just primary things that uh, you, you carry along with you and they use as motivation. But, you know, Cam Hayward just had one heck of a game and is amazing in his ability in his 12th year. I think of him an awful lot like Calais Campbell, you know, and the fact that, uh, you know, even in their their double-digit years, they're still so very athletic and productive. Um, so, anyhow, Harbaugh is talking about it, and the fact that Alex Highsmith is part of it. This pass rush is is pretty good pass rush when they get it going. Well, it, it's coming alive. This was what we wanted to see week one, like from week one to week two, right, Wolf? I mean, yep. this is what we anticipated. We anticipated Highsmith ascending to the heights of TJ, TJ keeping a certain standard level. And then, of course, the game wrecker, the berserker in the middle would be Cam <laughs> Hayward that would create this trio of funk, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? A trio of thump. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so this is so this is what we, we were designing it to happen. Now, obviously, <laughs> you lose TJ, and that changes the dynamic, and then you're trying to fill that third person in the band right it, it, it's it's one of those things you're trying to find who can be a replacement you know for what tj um brought and i know there's no true replacement but maybe there's a rotation of guys who can keep that energy level and so we miss that and then now we get past the bye tj is back and now he's getting healthier and now we're starting to see what this team can really, really do defensively. And it's fun to see. And so I don't look at it as, oh, what could have been. I'm like, thank goodness it's happening type of deal. Because it's been great to watch. Alex Highsmith needed also TJ to be gone for him to really kind of mature yes. and start to figure out his bag. And I think he would have kind of been handicapped a little bit 
with his creativity, you know, if TJ is, is, is still healthy during that span earlier this year. So I think it was a negative, but ended up becoming a positive in the process. I think you're exactly right. Look, the Steelers were six and two with TJ in the lineup. They were, they, they have held the last, the six of the last seven opponents to 17 points or less with TJ in the lineup. He's got a five game sack streak going against the Ravens. And he's got 11 sacks in 11 games versus the Ravens. So, you know, Harbaugh is like going, yeah, it's that Watt guy. We got to take care of that Watt guy. (laughs) And then once you focus on that Watt guy, then there's the high guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly so. Then there's the oh, hey guy. Yeah. Oh, hey. Forgot about him. And let's, Forgot about that guy. And let's remember, Larry Ogunjobi has been on a, a relatively, you know, like a, a, a tear of late. You know, you know the thing about Larry Ogunjobi that I didn't realize until I saw him, uh, I don't know, just happened along and, and, and just shook hands with him at, at, at Franco's funeral and everything. But Larry O is a really thick guy. And, I mean, I knew that from, you know, seeing him and, and so forth. But you shake his hand, and it, the, the dude is a powerful dude. Yeah. No, Larry O is, uh, you know, he, he, he's he been expressing himself yeah. with his power <laughs> as, as as of late. And, you know, it's one of those things when you have him and Cam working in tandem. Think about that Carolina game. First play of the game, he just absolutely just manhandles the offensive line and makes right. a tackle or loss first play of the game. Like, Hey, I'm still here guys. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I know we lost Chris Wormley, but I, I'm also on this D line as well. And just had an impact in, in that Carolina game. And then of course in the Raiders game, making some great plays on Josh Jacobs as well, as he was trying to weave through the traffic in their counter game. So, I mean, Larry O has been a positive bright spot this season, a great acquisition for us. Um, you know, but the one guy that, you know, is going to be missed in this matchup is going to be Chris Wormley. Yeah. Chris Wormley was a Raven killer, <laughs> right? And it's something to be said when you go against your, your former team, there's a little bit of extra panache in there, yes. a little extra, you know, chutzpah a little that, effervescence. That, you, that you play with. <laughs> yes. The effervescence <laughs> that is released when, when, when you play that team. So he will be missed because he 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 had big games against the Ravens over the last couple of years. So um, you know it's going to be a challenge, but I think this team, because you've had those two games in between this matchup, to really build your confidence, really build your stature, to understand you can do this. Because listen, yes, you saw Patrick Ricard; it didn't go well the first time around, but you did also see a Cade Mays who was bigger. And, yes. and, and and wider than Patrick Ricard, and you dominated him uh, in those situations. So I look at it and I say, okay, you've learned from your mistakes. Now it's time to go show us what, what, what you learned in the lab. Very much so. Again, you know, if you go back and look at it, you go to the Panthers, and the week before the Carolina played the Steelers, they rushed for two, two and a quarter, almost two and a quarter yards versus Seattle, right? You, then you mm-hmm. go to, then the Steelers go down and hold them to 20, 21 yards rushing. The week after, they go, they got Detroit, and they rushed and dropped 320 yards on Detroit. It There's no reason you can't do the same thing to the Ravens. 
I mean, it's still the same people. There's other people across the line of scrimmage from you. You know what they're capable of doing. You know that just like the Carolina Panthers are capable of dropping 200-plus yards on you as they did on an opponent the week before. And so you come out and you, you play your game, and you got to stay in your game. And you got to make sure you play your gap and stay in your gap until uh, you got to make the play. You know, those are all just they're, they're the basics, but it – it's, it's a little bit harder to do. And I, I will say this, one of the matchups that are going to be so very interesting is going to be Larry O versus Kevin Zeitler. You know, because Kevin Zeitler is a, a monster of a man. I mean, he's about 6'4", 340 pounds. For a guard, that's a pretty huge guy. You know, and so, but Larry O is fully capable of do, bringing what he's brought already uh, in, in the past few weeks. And this defense as a group, has been doing, you know, just a, uh, an outstanding job really since the bye, except for the first Ravens game. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're exactly on point. That will um, bigger bodies, monsters, so to speak, right? Um, on that side, but you know, the one thing about the monsters, they mm. move a little bit slower. Yeah, <laughs> bigger yeah. bodies move slower. So, I I think the speed is going to be key. Um, identifying and then reacting quicker than they can is what's going to be the difference maker. I mean, you know, now we'll, we'll get into the offense in the next hour um, and how they have to defend against this Ravens defense. But defensively, it's going to come through, you know, holding your gap assignments as sound as possible, not trying to be the hero. Like you said that earlier, there's, you know, can't be the cowboy, right? Right. Can't just can't can't just buck everything and say, yeah, I'm going to be a one man band. No, th- this has to be an entire crew effort. Everybody has to stay disciplined. Everybody has to be in lockstep, in sync with one another, and understand what their responsibilities are. If I've if I've got spill or I got flow, handle the flow. Don't try and knife it backside. Stay front side continue to create that wall and create layers and waves um, at the point of attack, because we know that JK Dobbins runs hard. He doesn't come down easily on first contact. So you've got to make sure that you're hitting him first, second, third guy to make sure that he goes down. And you know, that's exactly the point what you just said, the spill, the flow attacking with the right shoulder. I mean, those are all functional parts of playing good gap defense. That you know you don't often hear much like like uh, the J.K. Dobbins 44-yard run right that we started off to, uh, you know playing the replay. Part of that was the linebackers got pinned. They the inside guys they they attacked with the wrong shoulder and ended up creating or got themselves pinned either or. You know what I mean? Instead of being able to yeah. handle their gap, and that's all it was. And the difference is you either fill the gap or you don't. I mean that's that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Tell me yeah. what the magic is in that, right? Yeah, exactly. There, there is no magic. I mean, that that's essentially what it is. It's like, oh, they did exactly what they drew up to do. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so so I think that, that that's exactly it, Wolf. It, it's playing the spill. If you're going to wrong shoulder, make sure that you're wrong shouldering for the right reasons. <laughs> huh? Huh? That's good. That's about, really good. That? <laughs> you got my head spinning now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but you know, it's forcing flow into into the traffic or knocking back that guy coming around the corner, stalemating him in the in the hole, not allowing him to pry the hole, hole open. 
Um, you have to be able to do those things. The fill has to ha, has to make him spill. Oh man, Once you're again, like I, rhyming, man. You're like hot today. Yeah, I know. I listen when, when you get in the zone, Wolf. You know, I mean that that's just what Fridays bring. Fridays bring that enthusiasm, or maybe it's this ocean I'm looking. I was at. gonna say, I don't man, know. Fridays and ocean view <laughs> in Miami might be something that copacetically makes your mind click at a, a higher vibration level. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm feeling the vibes. I'm feeling the vibes, <laughs> but I'm also fe- I'm feeling the vibes for a Steelers, you know, victory because I think, you know, we kind of were hesitant going into that first contest mm-hmm. about whether it was real or not, or could we, couldn't we? Now I, 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 I know, like I believe, um, just because, like I said, we had two really big tests right after the Ravens game. Yes. And we passed those tests with flying colors, a team that wanted to run exactly like the Ravens that had the confidence to come into that game and believe that they could because they just watched Ravens film. And we, we, we actually flipped the tables and we did to them what they were trying to do to us. And then you have the NFL's leading rusher coming to town on an emotional night with Franco's retirement of his Jersey and we absolutely shut him down. So right. it's not like it was like, ah, oh, there's questionable teams coming in that don't really run. They're passing teams, weather permitting. No, 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 no. Run game transfers through all weather conditions, through all circumstances. Running the football always travels with you. And we were able to deny two teams that really wanted to do that. And and now I think when we see this team in the Ravens, who's up and down sometimey, and all they can do is run, I think we're now better suited to combat that. I would agree with you, my friend. There's no doubt about it. All right, we've got the Wexinator coming up at the top of the hour, my friend. How about that? Oh, Wex Friday. Okay, yeah, we, got, we, we had to move things around because of the funeral and so yeah. forth. And, uh, you know, um, but uh, we have the Wexinator coming in. All right, Wolf. And obviously, you know, what the next hour is it's and the I will power let you hour it. baby because i want to say it <laughs> there it is yes we love it it is the power hour coming up next and we got jim wexel joining us here on the other side of the locker room break you are in the locker room with wolf and starks here on SV- espn and snr radio <laughs> 